Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mark Schindler. Coming up, Steph Curry's hurt. The Kings and Raptors have a wild game. And the Nuggets score 98 points in the paint. Before we start, don't forget, you can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Mark, the Warriors' road woes continue as they drop another one to fall to 2-12. This time to the Indiana Pacers, 125-119. The night after they get blown out by the Milwaukee Bucks. No Wiggins, no Clay Thompson in this game. Steph Curry exits the game in the third quarter with a shoulder injury. He had 38 points at that point. He was the only bright spot for them, really, in in this entire game. And uh, he's hurt. And they're already struggling without Wiggins. Klay Thompson has been up and down, to say the least. Draymond Green has not looked great lately. But the one guy who's been doing it at a super high level, Steph Curry, now may be missing some time. Man, the Warriors are in trouble. Yeah, like you mentioned with the road woes, uh, this team just does not have the juice when it comes to some of the games that they've been really struggling with. Um, like looking just up and down, like this. I mean, obviously this this Pacers team is not a title contender, but they're, they've they've now swept the Warriors. Part of that is just based on games that we're not used to the Warriors losing. Like both of these games, if we're being frank, are like they're coming out disjointed. They don't look like not to take everything away from the Pacers, but. Like, these are not games that you're used to the Warriors as a title team uh, or as a title contender losing. Yeah, you can't even say they're winning the Steph minutes because they're just not anymore. He was minus six in, in his 30 minutes in this game. Uh, they got b- beat badly in his minutes against the Bucks the other night. And, it, you know, they're clearly missing a piece or two and, and you know, resting on the, the young guys who, by the way, I thought Moses Moody and, and Kaminga were both pretty good in this game which they have been pretty good uh, here recently, although Moody, for some reason, can't seem to get to get into these games usually. So, I mean, it, it, there's some roster construction issues. Obviously, being a little shorthanded tonight plays a part of this. Second night of a back-to-back. But, you know, there's still some fundamental flaws, and one of them is Draymond. The effort level has not been uh, up to the championship level that we're used to from him. In this game, he gets ejected in the fourth quarter. So he's not even around for the comeback at the end. And he had six turnovers, only three assists, two rebounds, and was 0 for three from the field Had one point uh, on a free throw. And that's just not the kind of performance the Warriors are ever going to survive. But in particular, when they're shorthanded two starters. Yeah, no, I mean, 100%, like, like you're mentioning, I, I think it's been a better offensive year for Dre, but I think that's more just how rough it has been at times the last couple of seasons. Um, and definitely did not have it tonight. Um, 
Dante DiVincenzo, luckily though, he stepped up. He looked good. He continues to to to, to flash a little bit more of, of what they can really need, especially as he's come back from injury the last few weeks. Um, but I mean, shout out to the Pacers, man. Like this team, I continue to just have no idea what to make of them. Well, they they play really hard, and I think Carlisle has has got them bought in. Miles Turner, pretty good in this game, was 8 of 11 from the field. He was able to take advantage of a, of a smaller Warriors team, especially when they went small to, to try to counteract his size. Uh, I thought Mathurin had a really good game, 4 of 7 from 3, had 6 rebounds, 24 points. I mean, he just continues to fill it up. And when you've got a guy with that sort of scoring ability matched with the positive aggressiveness because I, I think he does do a good job as a rookie of picking his spots like he always wants to shoot eight of 14 like you don't go eight of 14 off the bench without wanting to shoot but the truth is he's actually gotten better as the season's progressed I think at, at choosing his opportunities to score yeah no I think it's a great point there have been times where you know people will look at him and be like well he doesn't turn over the ball I'm like well he also does not pass the ball so that that does factor in a little bit but I think He's, uh, like you mentioned, after going through a little bit of a rough spot the last couple of weeks, the, 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 this other stretch of games right here, I think that he's starting to, 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 to hit some, some real development after what we saw with, with that uh, difficult stretch for him. Yeah, and Halliburton surprised me by having six turnovers and only six assists in this game. I think that's the biggest coup of the entire night. He had 29 points, was 5 of 10 from 3, uh, continues to impress Guy's going to be an all-star, I think. Yeah, really important bounce-back game for him, too. He struggled a lot against Miami the other night. Bam Adebayo just absolutely smothered him. So seeing him continue to, again, pick himself off the mat and find ways to, to be that all-star level player has been huge. I would love to say having big games against good teams is important for your all-star case, but I'm just not convinced that the Warriors are a good team anymore. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and Cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Giorgio Armani Aqua Di Gio Parfum, a long-lasting and deeply intense men's fragrance that captures the powerful sensations of nature. The woody aquatic scent features notes of bergamot, clary sage, and patchouli, which create an intensity that is vibrant and aromic. Discover more at GiorgioArmaniBeauty.com. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Mark, we are lighting the beam north of the border. The Kings 
go to Toronto and beat the Raptors 124-123. There was no defense in this game, Mark. I, I'm just convinced that they there was a gentleman's agreement to not play defense in this game. It was a mess. Yeah, it was a really interesting game to watch in that facet. Like seeing the way that both teams approach the defensive end. Uh, Kevin Herter was out tonight, and he's normally their guy that they're like, you know, okay, we're going to throw you on the bigger wings because that's just what they have to do. Obviously, you know, Harrison Barnes a lot of times as well, but their size was was pretty notable compared to, to what, what Toronto was running out tonight. Um, and obviously with Toronto too, like, okay, so Sa- Sacramento's giving up some of, the, some of the interior looks and, and struggling to contain. Um, and then Toronto, on the other hand, is running all over the place, you know, doing their crazy closeouts. Um, running people off the line, but then the Kings almost have 53-point attempts tonight because of what they're able to operate from. Uh, so seeing that battle out was was really fascinating and fun to watch. Yeah, this is an example of a game where the Raptors can only function fully when they're at full health. No OG Ananobi in this game, and their defense really falls apart without him. You know, if, if they could get themselves a good big man they would increase the floor of this defense but until they figure that out I mean I, I just don't know how they they withstand you know these games where Pascal's not out there OG's not out there even when Scotty Barnes misses time feels like that defense struggles a little bit and this was another example of that and you mentioned 46 three-point attempts for the Kings and only 21 for the Raptors now listen man I know they don't have anybody who can shoot but it doesn't mean you're not allowed to shoot. Like, you still got to shoot sometimes. You, it, you run into a math problem. I mean, they lose this game by one point. And, I mean, if they maybe take five more attempts, they they win. You know, you replace some of these weaker shots, I think, for, for some three-point looks. But, you know, what else do you pick up from this game? Because, to me, like, the Kings just – what I really like about them at the end of games now is that they just keep plugging away. Harrison Barnes, man, like, veteran presence, picking up free throws late – really sealing the deal for this team. Yeah, no, I think you bring up a great point in just talking about the Raptors in general. Like, this wasn't Pascal's best game. He, uh, to be fair, I think, like, obviously the the Kings play hard. I don't think that they necessarily did anything that took Pascal away from what he was capable of doing. Like, he was really able to get at them early in the game. They went on a big run. We're up double digits um, because of what he was able to do, pushing off makes, pushing off off rebounds and transition and, um, like, the, the Kings really struggled to match up with forwards who can dish the rock like that. Um, but when things started to fall more for the Kings as their offense set after Fox really got going in the, you know, late in the first half and then into the second half, it felt like they were able to slow things down by speeding things up in a sense. Does that make sense? Um, and I mean, that's without even mentioning Sabonis. Near triple-double tonight, 2020, they actually, despite being the smaller team, beat up. Uh, Toronto on the glass out rebounded them by 11 tonight um, it felt notable the way they were really able to keep them off the offensive boards yeah I don't even know that we can I I, I can't call them the smaller team they're they're almost evenly sized inside and, and Sabonis does play bigger than he is and and if that young isn't going to be able to out big Sabonis you know then Sabonis is going to wind up snagging 20 rebounds sometimes right like and, and then the ability to to do the the DHO stuff him and Fox have been doing all year. Fox had another great game. I mean, he's four of eight from three, 27 points, 10 assists, just all over the place. And big free throws late. Again, man, these guys are just, they're playing really hard. And and I feel like 
the free throw thing late is so important for a young team. Being able to stick those shots when you have a lead, when they you get into the free throw battle with another team, especially a team as good as the Raptors are, you got to stick those free throws, and the Kings have been doing that. So we keep lighting the beam. 100%. And one last thing I do want to hit on, too. It was nice to see Scotty Barnes put together a good game. And Fred Van Vliet is getting some of the uh, the positive regression to the mean back. He had, had a monster game tonight. Didn't shoot well from three, but was really good getting into the teeth of, of the defense. Got to the free throw line 11 times tonight and finished with 39 points. It was a good game for him. In Denver, no one played defense again. They just don't play defense in the NBA on Wednesday nights. 141-128, the Nuggets beat the Wizards thanks to 43 points from Nikola Jokic on 17 of 20 shooting, 14 rebounds, eight assists, five steals, one block in this game. What a monster performance, but what a monster performance from the Nuggets in general in the paint, 98 points in the paint. That's the most since they've been began tracking that stat back in the nineties. And, uh, they only took 16 three-point attempts, Mark. This is a crazy kind of a throwback game. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking of a throwback, Taj Gibson started tonight. So, yeah, it's definitely a throwback game. If I told you in 2011 that Taj Gibson was <laughs> going to start an NBA game in 12 years, what would you have thought? I mean, I would assume it would have been for Tom Thibodeau, not yeah. <laughs> the Wizards. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very fair point. Obviously, to be fair, the Wizards are missing Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, he's out currently with, with injury. Um, so that was a big hit for them without, with, I mean, without question, Bradley Beal is not playing, but at the same time, like, I think I, I look at that for what the, the nuggets were tonight. I'm like, how did y'all let up 128 points here? Like, it's so like, and I don't mean this to be unfair to the, to the nuggets. Like Jokic was incredible tonight. This team, when they really are firing on all cylinders has a lot, but I think it's just like, it feels like they've sleepwalked to, to where they're at and they're a top four team in the Western conference. That's it. They're one game behind Memphis and New Orleans right now. And I think we can objectively say they've played like crap this year. Uh, Jamal Murray has not looked like Jamal Murray yet. Michael Porter Jr. Uh, not really contributing a whole lot to this team. The defense has been bad. Even Jokic, while he puts up numbers, he still kind of like looks a little bit like he's just floating around out there, and yet they keep winning games. I mean, now listen, the Wizards, like you said, shorthanded, and, and good teams are going to beat shorthanded, mediocre teams. Or I, I'm not even going to say mediocre because that's a little disrespectful. I like the Wizards. I like what they're doing. But this is what good teams are supposed to do, but they're supposed to do it a little bit easier than this. They have to try a little bit at some point, right? Because, you know, and I know it's early. It's not even Christmas yet. So we haven't gotten to the point where teams are starting to try hard and try to set up for the playoffs. But I, I do think for Denver, this is an opportunity early to pick up a bunch of wins while a bunch of other teams in the West are having issues. And, and you know, yes, they're not at full strength, but they still have Nikola Jokic. And, and you know, it, it's a little disheartening that they still have not picked up their defensive intensity. And, and we are almost at Christmas. Yeah, and I think it's almost a little bit more frustrating sometimes because you see like the moments of when they they do lock in and they start playing hard. I'm like, this is this is what I want. This is what we can see. Like, this could be like legitimately like a, a 55, 61 team if they really put everything together. And like you mentioned, Michael Porter Jr. hasn't played in a couple weeks. Hopefully, we'll be back sometime soon. Jamal Murray looked really, really damn good in the game against Utah and then struggled a little bit tonight. But um, this team has the makings of being a Western Conference finalist. 
but it's just you know when is it going to all come together I, honestly question for you too man is, is there another season where this many teams this far into the season have not had their shit figured out <laughs> um i don't know if i can go that far I, I, I let's let's look at it positively because yeah. um you know i try to t- trend that way i don't think i've gotten to this point in the season certainly not since i've been covering the league where i felt like this many teams were like two or three moves away and that they might actually make two or three moves like it feels like a year where it's super wide open and we may see chaos in the trade market we also might see a bunch of teams say oh we're nowhere close to good enough and they're just gonna punt i'm not sure but i guess to your point yes Yeah. 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 It's, it's a weird, mess man. right now. It's a mess right now. We hope they figure it out at some point because, you know, basketball is better that way. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Mark, let's get out of here. Ding, ding, y'all. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.